0: Speak my truth and hope, hope, hope that somebody will believe me instead of just hearing.
1: Dylan Farrow, Woody Allen's daughter, who's been saying for years that he abused her. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. And right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And people have mostly ignored that over the years, but we live in a different time now. And, uh, I don't know if it's been ignored. Well, there hasn't been like a, a backlash to the point of like Woody Allen can't make a movie or
2: right or people don't go or what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really complicated. We can get into that if you want. Um. So, three actors from his newest movie have all come
1: out and said that they are donating all the money they're making this to the, the these women's movements. Um, other actors are coming out from the past. That seems to be kind of the newest. Wave of celebrity kind of reacting to this Woody huh. Allen thing, or the uh, and this. If I'm connecting dots, that would lead me to believe that it's going to be fewer and fewer big name stars willing to work with him uh, <clears> in the future.
2: That this may be some. God, what is he? Point. What is he? Ninety years old. Yeah, he's really, really old, but he keeps making movies. Uh, interesting. Well, maybe we can talk about that at some point. Uh, things I'd like to get to today. Not sure we will. Perhaps eventually. Big one of the big long pieces Politico's is really into these days. How China infiltrated U.S. classrooms. China! Um, even as they face criticism, Chinese government-run educational institutes have continued their forward march on college campuses across the United States. As I've said before, I have it on very, very good authority that America's universities are absolutely lousy with Chinese uh, intelligence, intelligence agents. And uh, we can talk about that in a while. Um we got this note from David in Oregon. Um, Guys, keep your eye on the Chinese restaurants. They're in every city in America. Coincidence? (laughs) A little espionage foo young. Is that what you're saying? Sweet and sour duplicity. I'm not going to tell you what you ought to think about abortion.
1: You probably think it already. I am. I'm going to tell you. Everybody should band together and end it after the first trimester. Absolutely. And there's a mm-hmm. majority approval on that. Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. You have very safe ground in being having that position.
2: Which is actually my point. This is more about the media than anything else. Um, you will not hear this story. Uh, Marist, which is a uh, certainly not a conservative... Uh, well, anyway, they're a, they're a respected polling organization. Uh, about 76% of Americans support stricter laws on abortion... Even while 51% of respondents identified as pro-choice, 60% of them said they support limitations on abortions, such as backing a ban on the procedures after 20 weeks of pregnancy and uh, opposing the use of tax dollars to pay for them. I'm not sure if they polled on using tax dollars to get late-term abortions for illegals, like the the, uh, policies in Oregon, um, but... This, this issue: sixty-one percent of Democrats said they're good with significant restrictions on abortion. Oh yeah, it's ninety-two percent of Republicans, seventy-eight percent of Independents.
1: It's not, it, It's a controversial issue, but the other direction from what you're told. Yeah, it's controversial from the other direction. The controversial stance would be to continue it the way it is. You're an, You you have minority support all over the country, all political stripes. If your position is to keep it going, it's so much like illegal immigration. There is uniformity in what Americans want. Yet you can't get it done. It's it's disappointing the from number a democracy of, standpoint.
2: The number of people who say abortion is morally wrong has uh, declined from 63% to 56%, although the margin for error I think is uh, 3 3%, so um it's still it's still half. Yeah. Yeah. Um and actually 41% see abortion as morally acceptable. So there's the inevitable 3 to 4% that don't know or have no opinion. Or I ain't telling the government nothing. We're not the government, sir. We're pulling in. Get out of me. Get out of my face. I'm on the phone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my phone is against my face, you idiot. <laughs> oh, We're son. not portraying this person as very bright. No, nor cooperative. <laughs> uh, so anyway, eh, you know, it's just. just uh, you're wildly misled by the media all the time. Never, and again, I'm not trying to prove anything. I can't I have only
1: a couple of times uh gone there on this topic with politicians, but you can't get them to answer this question. They apparently don't know this. I remember when I tried to get Ted Cruz to talk about this and he wouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. Politicians apparently don't know the polling on this. You're a per, you're in perfectly safe territory, especially as a Republican, but even as a Democrat, to say we should end it after first trimester. Or if you want to say second trimester absolutely make it against the law. There's almost no opposition to that.
2: This is the sort of thing I would have been looking into if I'd gone ahead and gotten an advanced degree in political science, as I thought I was going to do at one point. Um, But what happened? It's easy... I thought, I can't stand to be in school anymore. And I remember that I feeling. I want to work. I want to make some money. I can't stand another moment in a freaking classroom. I remember that feeling. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, you people who are like permanent students, I don't get you at all. I just couldn't take it anymore. It's too passive.
1: I wanted to be able to read what I wanted to read. I remember yeah. being so excited about that. I get mm. to choose what I
2: read now. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. But anyway, uh, the sort of thing I might have done w- w- was uh, some sort of study on certain issues certain issues are very easy to demagogue and very easy to scare people with and i think the pro abortion uh people the pro abortion rights people have done a very good job of frightening women into thinking that any restriction on abortion will lead to complete restriction on abortion and or they've done a very good job of of um uh, building this uh, this image this you know, a mental image, a cartoon almost of the government forcing you to do what the government says you should do with your body, which is a very libertarian argument, which is ironic given the fact that most people who are pro-abortion want to tell you how to live every aspect of your life. But they believe in freedom and that and sexual expression. But anyway, um, I just think it's a very easily and effectively demagogued issue and politicians are afraid of it. Because you're right, by the numbers, and the, Pew has looked into this. Gallup, uh, Gallup is what I was looking at the other day. Yeah, Gallup looks into it on a regular basis. There are vast majorities of Americans who think, uh, after the first trimester, there should not be abortions. There's a sizable minority who thinks, you know, rape, incest, that sort of thing, maybe make an allowance, save the life of the mother is certainly a big one. But on in the whole, on the main, in the main, remember the main, um most people are against abortion after the first uh, trimester, so you'd think it would be an easy one politically, but it's not. And I don't think pol- politicians are crazy. Evil, perhaps, but crazy, no. So there's got to be something there. They're cowards, though. you got to admit that. Oh, please. And very, liars.
1: Very few of them ever are willing to take any risk. Right. And, uh, you know, show some leadership and be willing to lose to try to, to, to win an argument. Very few of them
2: are willing to do that. You know, they would respond to you, Listen, child. I don't know why they'd be so demeaning, but they'd say, listen, child, I act like this on the campaign trail so they can't demagogue me. Then I get into office and I do what you're talking about. Do so you? settle down. Do you?
1: I haven't seen anything move on illegal We're immigration on illegal immigration, or abortion in my lifetime. So, well, not in my lifetime. Roe versus Wade was in my Put lifetime. Put
2: your bib back on, get in your high chair and let me do my job.
1: Bunch of cowards.
2: So we're going to talk
1: to somebody from the Washington Post. You know what? A woman for once. Finally, we're going to talk about an issue of sex and that sort of stuff with a woman. So it's not just a sausage party with a bunch of cis white males spouting out their opinions. What are you going to UC Berkeley now? Who am I yelling at? I don't know. Sounded like me. I'm one of the cis white males involved here. Well, we're going to talk to to a woman about the whole Trump
2: paying off a porn star. Does it matter? Does it matter? Not getting any air as a (laughs) story, which is amazing. Which is amazing. If this had happened to
1: any other president, it's the only thing we're talking about until they're driven from office. Meh, meh. It's like George Bush looks like a monkey. We know. (laughs) So stay tuned for that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty, the
2: voice of the West.
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I don't know that many porn
1: stars. I can't name them. Uh, so when I heard, uh, I think the Wall Street Journal broke the story last week about uh, Trump paying off this porn star Stormy Daniels. Why is everybody a star? Well, Isn't anybody a character actor? I was about to uh, to go after her as a, are you really a star? But she was inducted into the Adult Video Hall of Fame in 2014. Well. I don't know what their standards are. I uh, I retract my cynicism. It would it would appear from looking at her in a tank top that she did use performance-enhancing drugs or, or or operations at some point. All right. She's a ridiculous-looking human and uh, seems like a loathsome human being. But uh, she was sexing up to the, the president uh, so she could get on The Apprentice, she hoped. And then when he told her she wasn't going to be on The Apprentice, that was the end of that. She went back for more several times. I don't know what's going on there. It's despicable all the way around.
2: Uh yeah, certainly uh questionable. Uh please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty show Christine Emba, who's written a piece for the Washington Post on the significance or lack of of this incident and, and the lack of attention it's getting and just some uh, musings on what it means about us. Christine, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh,
2: it's our pleasure. Um so, what do you make of this whole thing?
0: Yeah, um <laughs> i think you're right it's it's an interesting and unexpected story um about our president is it really unexpected though perhaps that's
1: a question i I think one of the reasons it's not getting much attention is when i heard he'd paid off a porn star to keep quiet i thought yeah i assumed that probably happened at some point i mean i don't know
0: (laughs) well that's one of the interesting things about it and that's actually what i wrote about the piece um there's I think we're seeing this conversation already. A question of like, well, it's not really news, is it? We kind of, we knew who Donald Trump was. We knew he probably had things in his past. Other people have affairs. Past presidents may have had affairs. Like, what is it any of our business? Um, But I actually do think that it's our business. And not necessarily just because the character involved is Stormy Daniels' porn star, but because of what it says about our president's moral fitness his trustworthiness and the implications that that might have for us um, as citizens under this administration. And also it's interesting that it was only released now when I think might have had more of an impact if the news had come out when it actually appeared, which was during the campaign. Was
2: it generally known that this had happened during the campaign?
0: So one of the interesting things about it is that the story has been floating around for a while. Um, In 2016, and even before that, different outlets had heard about the story. Um, In some cases, Stormy Daniels had actually reached out to different outlets. Um, But as is something that should happen with newspapers um, and media outlets, uh, it was difficult to corroborate this appropriately, and so it wasn't necessarily reported on. Although, apparently, um, there is reporting that Fox News had an entire story filed on it. that was supposed to go out actually right around the um, Internet Access Hollywood tape moment and shelved it for some reason. Well,
1: I um, was I was taking from this that it, it looked like Trump paid her more than the National Enquirer was willing to pay her. And that's pretty much how it played
2: out. Yeah, that number seems a little high to me. 130 grand since I think the world assumed he was a philandering billionaire. Do you know why it was that high?
0: Well, no, I'm not really clear why it was that high. You are right. The National Enquirer was part of the story. Apparently, they were willing to run a piece on the Stormy Daniels affair, um, and Trump didn't want that. Um, One of the things that the number says to me, and this is something that I think might be a little bit worrying to the American people, um, is that it does kind of show how easy it could be to blackmail this president, frankly, um, and how well it works, Um, to cover this story up, he was willing to pay a pretty random person $170,000. Yeah. not necessarily surprising,
2: but what else are we missing? Well, yeah, the, see, that's the interesting thing. I would think it would be damn near impossible to blackmail him with this. If he had any sense, he'd just say, yeah, yeah, I got with her. Four, as you point out in the story, four months after the birth of his child, I mean, my God, I, I don't live my life that way, and I don't like people who do. Yeah, while
1: we all assumed this was true, I wonder if Melania assumed that he was living this lifestyle. Maybe she knew.
2: Maybe this is coming as a complete surprise to yeah, her. Yeah, maybe the 130 k was completely to keep her, you know it away from her eyes and ears. Hey,
1: back to something you said earlier, and I don't mean this as a, a criticism at all, because I know a lot of people that have the same attitude that you have, but you sound like a lot of... Uh, right-winger evangelical types that called into our show during the Monica Lewinsky affair that would say, you know, the president's moral standing, the way, the way he handles his marriage, matters to the country. It leads us in a certain direction. Are you comfortable with being yeah. in that crowd?
0: Um, I... I'm not sure that I would call myself right-winger evangelical, but I am one of those people who does think that a president's moral fitness matters. And the Lewinsky scandal and this affair are entirely different for a number of reasons. Um, but I think that it is interesting that so many people are willing to call in and say, yeah, this matters, moral ma- morals matter when it came to Bill Clinton, when it came to many of these other cases. But so many of the evangelicals and religious supporters of Trump um, have remained curiously silent. Um, on issues of moral fitness, or, or, the, reverse. or the
1: reverse, or the reverse, people who thought it wasn't a big deal for Clinton—it's his own private business. Now, all of a sudden, it's not his own private business. Well, Trump's cheating on his
2: wife. As I've said many times, and this is kind of the tone the show takes a lot of times. Christine is that uh, mm-hmm. principles in politics are are like a screwdriver—you take it out of the drawer when you need it, then you put it away <laughs> um, when it doesn't serve you. So, I'm not shocked by that. Uh, Christine Embos with us. Christine has a written piece. For the uh, Washington Post, she's an opinion columnist and editor for the Post. I, I'm not sure where this leaves us, though, the discussion. I mean, I think it's a worthy discussion whether a president's moral fitness is significant or not. But uh, we have a uh, we have a poll on that every four years. Uh, it's called an election. And then we okay. live with the results. So, you know, where do we go from here?
0: Well, I will say that one of the things that I pointed out in my piece is that this information was out there, but it was not publicized before the election. And, I mean, knowing what we know about Trump and what we knew about Trump during the election, it's possible that it might not have changed America's minds or changed voters' minds. or wouldn't, wouldn't, it to, new of him.
1: Yeah, wouldn't have had to have changed many people's minds. It was a pretty close election. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. But it's also possible that it could have. Um, And that means that this is something that perhaps voters should have heard of, even if it's not the sort of news we think of as, you know, pleasant or, you know, informative.
1: It's certainly not getting a lot of attention in the current environment we live in, which is pretty interesting. But I mean, if you want to get his, you know, go into history on this. Um, uh, jfk not having sex with a porn star but a movie star sure you know and okay. uh, in a young marriage and uh and at that point in history we didn't even think it was something that should be reported it's nobody's business i mean we we've right. we've, we've gone a, a number of different directions yeah. on this sort of thing. it's
2: a discussion worth happening though worth having rather christine Emba of the washington post christine a pleasure to talk to you thanks a lot
0: Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Did you read any of this stuff
1: that the Stormy Daniels says?
2: Uh, no, she's she's easy to hate from my standpoint. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let me just put a cap on that. Uh, see, I, I'm not sure exactly what the point of the piece is. Honestly, I just thought it was an interesting issue to discuss. But it's such great, delicious gossip. If it was known before the election, and and there was any corroboration or anything, it would have been a huge story. I don't think it would have changed it much. Um, I just he's Trump. It's Trump being Trump. It's a flandering billionaire. So she talks about
1: meeting him at this golf tournament. He invites her to his room. She shows up to the room and they have some conversations and stuff, stuff like that. And then he's sitting on the bed and he says, "Come here." And then she, and then she, she says, she writes that. And then I thought, oh, okay, here we go. And so she, how disgusted she was with having sex with him. Well, yeah. you showed up and went ahead and had sex with him, even though right. you're disgusted with him, you trollop, because you thought you were going to end up on The Apprentice. Right. And so she kept bringing up The Apprentice, and they got together many times over a very long period, like years or months or however long it was. Um. Uh, they got together at various events around the country. All her angling to end up on The Apprentice, him kind of hinting that he could get her on the show. Uh-huh. At some point, she laid down the law and said, am I going to be on The Apprentice or not? And he said, I don't think so. And then so she stopped having sex
2: with him. God, what an unholy alliance. I that know. Was. Yeah. I
1: know. So, you know, Trump, hey, Trump, first of all, you know, I don't think that's the way you ought to be treating your marriage. And you're, you know, you got a new kid at home and all that. But you, you, you hook up with someone like that. How, what do you think she's going to be like? Right. She's willing to have sex with you as an old fat man because she thinks she's going to end up on
2: a TV show. I don't think anybody was surprised or disappointed and with how Jesus it went. See, that's my over. point. I don't get this story. None and of it surprises Jesus me. After
1: this Wall Street Journal story broke last over the weekend, I she denied it and he denied it, meaning to me that they're both comfortable with where it ended. I got enough money. I'm not willing to make a big deal out of this. I gave you enough money. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Fair
3: enough. God, what a sordid way to live your life. Marshall, your top story is Donald Trump at the Pentagon talking about a government shutdown.
1: Oh, boy. That's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Let your children.
1: Many texters did appreciate Michelangelo's genius. Riders on the storm, pretty clever. Oh, wow, wow!
2: Color me the sap went right by me. Might be your greatest moment. Riders on the stormy.
1: Also, we got a bunch of people saying Lewinsky was different. Why? Come on, you know
2: and it I- was different. And worse in some ways. (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) And not
1: as bad in some other ways. But I will say this. I was uh, at least 75% making the argument of, you know, it matters that the president's moral, I actually believed that then, and I don't believe it now. Um, And I would apply the same thing if the president's a Democrat. If we have a Democrat president and he is cheating on his wife, I will still say, I don't think that's got anything to do with me or him
2: governing. I've, I've I've evolved on that topic. I think it has something to do with it, but I'm much more concerned about policy issues. Yeah, yeah. Sex
1: is its own special category.
2: It is for very whatever, special for
1: what <laughs> for whatever reason you can be all kinds of good, and then the sex thing is just different, right? Yes, and it's true. What we're seeing with all kinds of uh, all kinds of examples.
2: You keep quiet in there, Harvey Maidbanger. banger, huh?
1: Uh, Let's get the news now. Marsha Phillips.
3: Well, while the battle over immigration and the budget rages on, President Trump's at the Pentagon for a meeting with military leaders. He was talking about a possible government shutdown. If the country shuts down, which could very well be, the budget uh, should be handled a lot differently than it's been handled over the last long period of time, many years. But if for any reason it shuts down, the... The worst thing is what happens to our military. We're rebuilding our military, we're making us, we're bringing it to a level that it's never been at. And the worst thing is for our military. We don't want that to happen. I'm here to support our military. House Republican leaders moving toward a vote today to avoid that shutdown for another four weeks. Isn't that something?
1: So if they get this settled, that'll be one month, and then we'll do this all again. Right. Jeez.
3: Meanwhile, Trump officials are weighing keeping national parks open even if the government shuts down this time. The administration considering keeping hundreds of the parks and monuments open to the public if that shutdown occurs this weekend. That was one of
1: the most crass political moves
2: I've ever seen, and it didn't get called out. Oh, it was utterly phony, transparently phony. We called it out, but nobody in the mainstream media did.
1: Putting down orange cones along the pullouts by Mount Rushmore so you can't pull over and look at it.
2: Right, seriously, (laughs) just wide spots in the road where they're there for people to park and look. They put cones so you couldn't park and look. Monuments on the National Mall where you just walk around and read the plaques. They put the the, uh, barriers up so you couldn't read the plaques. uh, Close because the government shut down. It was an aggression against the people. It was a barring of us from our lands to make a political point. It was an obscenity. In a free society Completely ignored by the media
1: Can I go back to Monica Lewinsky Versus Stormy Daniels yeah. For a moment Actually I'd watch that movie If what they, uh, they want
2: to get together Or is uh, Is that celebrity boxing Is that back on
1: Fox <laughs> Big Fox um, Monica Lewinsky thought she, she was in love With the president we've, yeah. heard, we've heard the audio It's the love of her life She thought they had A relationship Stormy Daniels didn't think she and Trump had a relationship.
2: No. Read what she says. No, it was a prostitute trying to get with a rich guy because he could get her something. (laughs) On a TV show. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you could make the argument.
1: I don't think either one of them are really that much our business. I
2: can see why their wives would care a lot. Sure, well, uh, and what the Monica Lewinsky thing turned into is inseparable uh, from how it began. If Melania was out assassinating the character of this porn girl, for instance, that would be something. Sure. Like Hillary did for a long time. They tried to discredit Monica. They tried to ruin her life. San Francisco. I know, lying under oath. We know.
3: We're there. San Francisco area law enforcement say count them out regarding any upcoming immigration sweeps by the feds you got several law enforcement agencies from around the region saying ICE had not talked to them about plans for upcoming sweeps for illegals, but they did not plan to help with any such sweeps if they're carried out. In fact, city leaders in Oakland went so far as to pass a resolution barring police officers from even providing traffic control during immigration enforcement actions. It's ridiculous. It's clearly unconstitutional. That
1: is amazing.
3: That uh, news comes following a report that ICE is going to be planning a major immigration sweep uh, through the Bay Area and other parts of Northern California in the coming weeks. Boy, the
2: SCOTUS has to jump in on this as soon as possible, don't they? I need the SCOTUS stat ASAP.
3: One last note, healthcare professionals have come up with a list of things you shouldn't touch in order to protect yourself against the flu. Here we go. The one you really should avoid is the... Don't stick your fingers in other people's noses. Never do that. Then lick them. <laughs> the one you should really, the one you should really avoid
2: is the office water cooler. I guess it'd be worse to stick them up their <laughs> nose than stick them up your nose. That actually would be He'd worse. would be better yeah. off licking yeah. them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is weird.
2: Um, well, are you talking water about... water cooler, huh?
1: Are you talking about, the, like, the kids in school that always horrified me who'd put their lip around that thing oh, <laughs> when you're drinking out of the drinking fountain? Well, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, Hey, <laughs> Steater, cut it
3: out. The experts say <laughs> don't even put your water bottle right on the nozzle when you refill it. You know, like the one we've got. You could, you know, you yeah. refill your water bottle. They so say don't even get close to that. Other things to avoid are airplane seat pockets... Subway turnstiles and ticket machines. Ugh, lot of hands, lot of hands. Office, office coffee stations. And the liquid soap in restrooms; those are things you should avoid touching. The dispenser, you mean? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. That is one
1: of the reasons I don't wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. Oh
2: boy, here we go. When I just go number
1: one, <laughs> I fully believe this. I'm willing to subject myself to a scientific experiment. That I get more germs by touching all that stuff than right. I do by just walking out, since I didn't touch anything except for my own belt buckle and zipper.
2: But what if you you touch uh, the soap, you get the soap, and you wash your hands with it, Marsh? Haven't you washed off the very microbes you've acquired? Of course, why gamble? Exactly. And then you're using it. The... I got a box of rubber gloves I put on. <laughs> as I go in, I snap them on. And I do my business and I snap them off. Very crisply.
3: Yes. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong at Getty Show, the voice of the West.
1: We have rubber gloves at home. I use them uh, more than I th- uh, thought I would. We got a big box of the oh, medical yeah. kind. I use them, yeah. Picking up dog waste. Yeah, that there's of.
2: that. Yeah. yeah. her boy. Uh, hey, uh, just real quickly, talking about Monaco. Mentioned yeah. it earlier today. today Yesterday, rather, was the 20th anniversary of the Drudge Report breaking that story. Um, after Newsweek had quashed it. Spiked it, as they say in the journalist business. Michael Isakoff having written it. Um, and then it all went from there. And
1: then a lot of people saying about the president, what our Washington Post reporter just said about this president, that how can you have somebody in office with that kind of moral bearing?
2: Well, you can. And the impeachment was stupid, and it was a mistake, and it was a waste of time, and it messed up the country, in my opinion. Um, And and the idea of let's do it again for some vague reason, because you don't like Trump or the emoluments clause, please pull the other one. Uh, let's have everybody settle down. Well, I think the porn
1: star story is over. I mean, the, the point here is that it's not getting much attention, which is just amazing.
0: It's just amazing. <laughs> I can't think of anything
2: less surprising, honestly. <laughs> that he did it is. And kind of funny yeah. Yeah. in a well, sick way. Well, but
3: perhaps we're adopting European standards uh, as far as our leaders go. Oh, you
2: know, God the bunga bunga parties and
3: things yes. like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if I'm willing to put up with that, I wonder if we are going back to like Kennedy style, or or FDR, or LBJ, or you can name a whole bunch of presidents. What they did uh, was between them and their their wives.
2: So if we get a chance to get to it, I've told you many times that uh, America's universities are lousy with Chinese spies. Uh, You know who else agrees? China.
1: They'll tell you so. How about if the first female president, turns out she'd gotten with a male porn star and paid him to keep the story quiet. Are we ready for that? I'll be damned. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I doubt we
2: are. Uh,
1: Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
0: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. 40 year old Tom Brady hurt his hand in practice. Bro. Didn't play yesterday, getting it evaluated. Hit it on the helmet of uh, one of his players or something like that. Throwing yeah, hand? Non throwing hand? Throwing oh. hand. Yeah. And he's 40. You heal slower when oh, you're 40. You I, don't, do. I don't care how much
2: you work out or eat right. Or, or wacky diet. Yeah. Lots of uh, sorghum and quinoa. No tomatoes. Too much inflammation. I thought tomatoes were good for you.
1: Tom Brady's going to play in his 12th AFC championship game?
2: No, that can't S- be right.
1: freaking end this eighth in a row, I think.
2: Wow. It's amazing. Uh, we're going to talk to you at some point about um, uh, these uh, Confucius Institutes on American college campuses that are Chinese government-run propaganda uh, wings, but they bribe the universities, and the universities are such greed heads, and they think, well... Yeah, but they give good classes on China, so the fact that they're a propaganda wing of the communist totalitarian dictatorship doesn't trouble us. We'll get to that. I wanted to uh, finish highlighting the whole thing because it's rather lengthy and give you a good description of it. But, you know, as I've said many times, and I have this on indisputable authority, uh, academia is absolutely full of Chinese uh, intelligence agents. They happen to know a lot about X, Y, and Z. That's how they get them into the country as educators. But they are spies, and China is working as hard as they can to infiltrate our universities and push communism, according to China. So China! Maybe we'll get to that. Uh, remind me of China tomorrow, would you? China. Got a couple of notes I wanted to share with you. Eddie in San Diego writes, recently became a father. In fact, after my voice's, uh, uh, my wife's voice and mine, you and Jack are probably the third and fourth most recognized voice to our baby. Oh, that's very healthy. We turn down the radio when Sean talks. Oh. What? Why Why would you? Eddie, come on. What if I sneak in real quick like this? There oh, damn it. Uh, brought a tear to my eye. You're killing me today uh, talking about your kids going back off to their lives, off to college. I'm crying about it. And my baby can't even sit up yet. <laughs> you got a while. <laughs> then, then. He shows that he is truly a, uh, a fag, friend of Armstrong and he says, I really long for the days when there was less nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the reminder to drink in these years while I have them. Our pleasure, Eddie. Thanks for the note. That's uh, very cool. Oh, and this, I thought that I had to bring this up. I was born and raised in California, guys, but live in Michigan now, writes Chris. I was in Dearborn, Michigan the other night when the meteorite exploded over the state. It shook the buildings we were in like a small earthquake. Wow. But there was a loud explosion that came with it. My first thought was, North Korea just nuked Chicago. That was when I realized I've been listening to you guys too much. Jack, stop making me paranoid with all your talk at WW3. It's just a matter of time. (laughs) Then he makes a snide comment about he'd pay for the podcast if they could be delivered competently. Oh, if only. Um, Oh, he's a fag-off Friend of Armstrong and Getty Over 50% Club He's been listening more than half his life He's 35 now (laughs) Chris in Michigan Um, What an interesting distinction Nice, nice, yeah Um,
1: How long will, Will we have to do this before we've been Doing this over half of our lives
2: We're getting closer Oh, my God, you're right. God willing. We can't possibly keep the gig that long. No, probably not. Plays in these troubled times <laughs> with your penchant for saying unwise things. Center. Oh, here's Emily, who's got a friend from high school. They've moved on years. They've gotten, you know, they got kids. They got married. Well, this gal seemed to have cleaned up her act, and, and she's going to have a baby and everything, then posted a, a pic on one of your social media. She got the lizard tongue that we were oh. talking about she got the tongue split oh. got a baby under a year old Dang it. went with the lizard tongue oh that's rough yeah we we're talking about the uh, plastic surgery yesterday
1: don't you have to i mean we all do variety of things to uh, to 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 make us unique right everybody does sure distinctive hey. you're, you're, you know, attractive nutty your clothes choices every day is that you, what you drive is that i mean so- facial hair for the fellers but at some point you gotta say, okay, what am I lacking in my life that makes me want to do this? Self-esteem? Oh, you weren't asking me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah. Sure. You know, I've I've wondered about this for years because I'm always changing this, that, and the other. What am I running from? Hmm? Myself? Hmm,
1: maybe. Could be. A lot of it's age. A lot of it is, I know for me, or for a lot of people, I think you're running from aging. You just don't want it to be true.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, Well, oh yeah, that's unquestionably true. I just, I'm thinking about whether it applies to me as much as self-loathing. But anyway, (laughs) moving along. I don't want to lay my problems on y'all. You have enough of your own. Uh, Diane is behind in the, she's catching up on segments she missed. And was listening to the podcast where you're talking about um, how, the <laughs> how the talented, talented mice in your home ha- come up to your mousetraps and lick all the PB off, then run away laughing at what a dupe you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she says... The one
1: fat, fat mice. They eat <laughs> lots of peanut butter.
2: They rarely get their heads crushed. Oh, man. They're, uh, they're working hard to steal a little jelly and bread now. Uh, the one thing that always works, always raw bacon she says i have to set a trap turn off the lights and hear the snap right after the house becomes quiet the smell of bacon evidently strong enough that they Mm. smell it immediately plus of course you have working for you the natural enmity between the mouse and the hog um (laughs) let's see (laughs) my neighbor's been trying to catch a mouse for two weeks asked me if i knew what to use she put bacon on the trap went out for supper came back to a mouse in her trap yeah. Squasho.
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem getting them to come to the trap because they lick off the peanut butter. It's getting the trap to deploy. That, that that's that's where my problem comes in. Um, uh, there's there's a few things more disgusting than like if you open a drawer or pull out a plate or whatever, and there's mouse poo on it. Mm. It just, I mean, we're we're built to be horrified by that because it carries so many diseases, right?
2: <sighs> my cat, my stupid. Late, I, I yell at my cat every day. Really? You suck. Wow. Call yourself a cat. Maybe a little positive reinforcement. A little food restriction. L- Did that oh, you want to starve it. I think you ought to. You won't starve. There's coach mice to teach eat. It. Say you're a good cat. You're a super cat. I love you. I need you to eat some mice for me. The carrot, not the stick. Well, yeah. the mouse, not the stick.
1: I've heard people say you don't feed your cats so they're hungry, so they're more motivated to catch mice, which yeah. only makes sense to me. And sure. I've heard people say that no, they 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 uh, they need the energy to to go after the mice. so You have to feed them, <laughs> which seems counterintuitive to me. Uh, hungry people do a lot of things. I think hungry animals probably do too.
2: Yeah. So, yes,
1: I'm starving my cat, if you'd like to go to the evening news with that story.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. And there you go. Not reaching that halfway through our lives milestone. Cat torture, Jack Armstrong, was forced into retirement today. If you
1: get the award-winning fourth hour, we're going to talk to a police chief in a city of 100,000 people who says he's got the the secret sauce, the recipe for how to deal with homeless and keep everybody happy. Because that is a problem a lot of cities. Keep everybody happy? I don't know if you're making everybody happy. Okay. Enough people happy,
2: oh, right? Right, because it's uh, to me an impossible issue if you're worried about keeping everyone happy. But he's found a solution. The sweet spot, as it were. You got
1: activist groups on all sides. Sure. One of the activist groups are like my group, tax-paying homeowners who want to live in a not scary town. That's my group. Anyway, he's got an answer for that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.